Yo, yo, this is Matthew Aaron, and I have some big news for you guys today. Since July 2017, I've been recording, producing, hosting Crypto 101 and talking to you guys. November 2018, I got approached by a company and they purchased Crypto 101. And for the past six months, I have been doing the same thing I've always been doing, reaching out to the community, talking to you guys with a new Patreon. But after two years of doing Crypto 101, 240 shows, and interviewing some of the best minds and the biggest names in the crypto space, I decided to walk away. And don't worry, guys, I still have a lot of interviews in the backlog. So you're going to hear me interviewing some of the greatest minds and the biggest names in the space over the next couple of weeks. So let's go on and hear a conversation between Bryce, Pizza, and myself introducing the new hosts of Crypto 101. You'll get to know them. You'll get to know where their minds at. You'll get to know what they believe and how they're going to continue Crypto 101. And I'm happy to pass the torch to two extraordinary gentlemen, Mr. Bryce Paul and Mr. Pizza Mine. Hello, gents. Bow, 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 bow. Breaking news. New hosts. Oh What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm Bryce Paul, and I'm super excited to be taking over for Matthew Aaron here. And I'm Pizza Mind. It's an honor to sit in a seat that has delivered so much to the crypto community, and I'll try and do the best I can. We will carry your legacy. Yes. Well, thank you, gents. But you know what I really want to know is I want to know what brought you guys into cryptocurrency. Before we go into what you're going to do with the show, you know, a little bit about yourself, but why blockchain? Why cryptocurrency? Why are you in the space, and why is it important to you, Pizza? I got into crypto for the tech believe it or not i wanted like it. three right. people that's uh-huh. they all say. no truthfully i did i started mining bitcoin back in 2010 on an amd x6 phenom crashed my computer i said this is stupid and threw it away until 2017 you threw away your private said, keys too i don't even know if i mined anything truthfully <laughs> but i went oh my god is bitcoin's still around <laughs> no and i'm not making the same mistake twice Wow, dude. You threw away your crypto from 2010. I don't even know if I had any. It was that long ago. Right. I, I mined for about six weeks. I don't know if I ever got a block. But why the tech? What's the, what is it with the tech? What is it about the tech that made you go, okay, I'm going to start mining this shit? I love building hardware. Okay. So my friend came to me and said, oh, I want you to build me a Bitcoin mining rig. Here's the cash. You figure it out. And it was unlike anything I ever built before. It was really challenging, super fun. And the fact that it was for something that actually made me money and paid me back for all my hard work and investment unlike just a gaming computer. It was mm-hmm. really fascinating to me. I could literally print my own money. Can you imagine that? <laughs> well, I don't know if we're called printing money. I mean, I think that's a little out of the ethos of uh, cryptocurrency. But we, you were doing the work to validate uh, blocks to mine and get your mining rewards or transaction fee rewards. Is that correct? Well, yeah, technically. All right, gotcha. Mr. Bryce Paul, what brings you into the crypto space? Yeah, so actually the very first uh, interaction I had with crypto was, was in late 2016. Uh, and I was working for a media company at the time. And our CEO kind of came to us, sat us down and said, hey, who's heard of blockchain here? And you know, at the time, I actually hadn't heard of blockchain chain. This was about uh, August or October of, of 2016. And he says, he's like, I know this guy who's who's working on all this Bitcoin and blockchain stuff, but it seems like this is actually going to revolutionize every vertical beyond just uh, banking and finance and beyond just, you know, supply chain logistics. He says, I think it's going to impact the media industry. Mm. And so he says, I need some quantitative and, and qualitative research around uh, the impact of blockchain in the media world. So I started reading all these different white papers and studying different projects like Steemit and, you know, DTube and BitTube. Um, what are some of the other ones? Um, props. There's, there's all sorts of different media and blockchain stuff. So I gave him this report and decided it was pretty interesting. And I, I started to get really into it. And, and kind of from there, I, I actually met a guy who, who's been on the show before named Brock Pierce. Uh, and he was giving a lecture at USC. And he really, really, really went 
into a lot of depth, uh, basically around the monetary policy around Bitcoin. And it was something that I had never even heard of. I had heard about blockchain and stuff before I had heard about uh, really like the fundamentals of Bitcoin. So once I started to learn that, wow, there's this entire financial system that's really outside of the current financial system, uh, so much so that it's, you know, immune to sovereign debt and it's immune to sovereign inflation and all sorts of things like that. So I was like, wow, there's this whole system that's, you know, distributed. And he, he, he was basically like, yeah, why don't you just go Coinbase, buy 50 bucks worth of Bitcoin, 50 bucks worth of Ethereum, send it around, start transacting in this new mm. ecosystem and get familiar with it. And he's like, you know, you'll probably find out that it's, it's, it's a better system. You know, I know you guys have talked about in the past just how amazing it is to be able to send money across borders instantly uh, with no middleman. So there were all these really key value propositions that I started to get exposed to. Then I was like, look, I, I really want to go all in. I want to find companies that I could work with in the space. I want to start going to meetups. I want to start getting that super plugged in. And so now we're here <laughs> a few years later. It's interesting that you guys both have this like uh, total opposite philosophy from getting into cryptocurrency and blockchain and Bitcoin. Like, yeah. You're more about the ideology of it, and you are all about the tech. So it's also the practical application. Bryce is really focused on like changing the world on a macro scale, which is awesome. I'm all for it. But for me personally, I never wanted a career. I don't want to have a day job. I don't have to wake up at 9 in the morning and go to an office and work for somebody else's dream. I want a way to survive myself. And crypto so far has been the best avenue that I've ever taken to do that. Yeah, and I feel like I've always been a high-level guy. Mm. I, I need to understand things and buy in at a really high level. And I think that, you know, all the viewers out there, you guys will come to learn a little bit more about me and get to know me. And I tend towards extremes. And so when I found out, literally when I started to realize the implications of, you know, fractional reserve banking and centralized money printing and the fact that we're not on the gold standard and that we're only backed by, you know, the U.S. military and promises, essentially, and that there's this outstanding, you know, student debt bubble. And there's just all these things. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I just had this overwhelming sense of, of, of fear of, well, we need another system. This, this whole system needs to be replaced and it can't be overhauled at one time, right? I knew it was going to be a gradual thing. And so philosophically, I just bought in and then practically I started to buy in little by little, not, not necessarily. Yeah. I, I basically just started to, yeah, figure out that this is the, the, the way that I want to go. Do you think Bitcoin, do you think cryptocurrency, digital assets is that way you want to go? Why is it digital assets? I mean, we can overhaul the system with other ways or can we? Right. I mean, so there, there's a couple different ways to do it. I think that we needed an entirely new system. Um, so there's lots of ways to, and the new system meaning that we're going to cut out trust, mm -hmm. right? We're going to get cut out trust in third parties. You know, Satoshi Nakamoto and all the great cryptographers, you know, prior to him, Adam Back and Nick Zabo and all the people that contributed to, you know, the citations in the white paper, like there's so many brilliant minds that had been trying to do this uh, for so long with digital cash and, you know, peer-to-peer, -peer, you know, value transfer with no middleman, but they'd always had an element of trust in them. Mm. And so Bitcoin was for the first time, you know, really one of the main things is that, you know, you didn't have to rely on some central clearinghouse that this distributed network of miners, you know, if they're not colluding uh, to take up a majority or a supermajority, then it could be a trustless system. And so I think that we needed, you know, in the, every single system that we have today is centralized and relies on trust, right? Um, whether it's, you know, your personal private data on Facebook or trust in the government or you know, this is actually a system where you, you don't need to trust anything. So that was one that I realized was like, wow, this is actually re-architecting our sense of the most core thing to our humanity is our belief, right? And it was a new belief system. I actually agree with you. 
Um, oh, wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. So, yeah. <laughs> After I, all I know we're, we're coming from very different perspectives, but I firmly believe that you can't get well in the environment that made you sick. Right. Exactly. We can't mm. trust people I like that. to fix a system that they're responsible for breaking. Right. Bitcoin has been the, the wrench in the cogs that no, nothing else in this world has been, where the U.S. dollar has been defended by the military Anyone who dared to oppose it, their leaders were removed. And that's history. You can check it out. It's not just me being crazy. But Bitcoin <laughs> has been unstoppable. It, it, what, what's so freaking attractive about Bitcoin, like, okay, so there's, you know, millions of the cryptocurrencies and we're going to have so many amazing people on with all the other cryptocurrencies. But really, I think this year and next year, it's going to be back to the basics. We're going to actually see lots going on in the Bitcoin world with Lightning Network and with all these countries like Zimbabwe and Venezuela and big developments in Hong Kong with the extradition of Hong Kong by China contested over Britain. It's going to have massive effects on capital flight from these countries, right? And so, so I think that all that money is initially going to flow into Bitcoin mm. and, and some of these other digital, uh, assets, yeah, right. digital assets. I think people are buying into Tether a lot from China mm-hmm. um, as capital flight. Like, I don't know, you know, that's just what it is. But I think what, what Bitcoin is something that it's almost like a net that captures any sort of value from anywhere in the world that doesn't want to be in that currency, right? So if I'm a Venezuelan and I'm like, look, I don't believe in this, I can't just go easily buy a dollar or a peso, right? And so now there's this currency where it doesn't matter if you're in Hungary or Russia or wherever, you could participate in a global currency. And it's like, period. Like, that's it. Like, a global currency to me, it's the most powerful idea that's ever been introduced since religion. I think that everybody understands that, that the power of that idea. And I think that's why, well, shit, everybody keeps listening to Crypto 101 is they want to not only... Love you guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> not, not only want to understand it more, understand, like, the different avenues that are ha- happening with this, you know, developments in this space, mm-hmm. uh, the digital asset space. Uh, but... You know what? The companies, the industries, the institutions, the uh, enterprises, they are all now understanding a little bit better. So we have people like, well, uh, JP Morgan. We have Facebook going to drop their white paper on the 18th. How is that going to play uh, into everything? Well, I think the Facebook coin, global coin, is going to be a stable coin. So I think the, the, the media has spun up this whole narrative about these cryptocurrencies being so speculative and so um, you know volatile and all these things. And, and Facebook is just saying, hey, we're going to kind of re-architect our back end to just make it more efficient. And I think they're having so do valid... You think, do you think their stable coin is going to be there to be the stability that Bitcoin and these other cryptocurrencies need? Or yeah. do you think they're going to be act on its own as an ecosystem? My thesis is that this is just going to be a way that will make it so easy to send value between from a guy on Instagram to another guy on Instagram. It's it's that this is what's going to disintermediate Venmo. Mm. That's what mm-hmm, it is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it'll introduce people into the concept of oh, in-app payments and that sort of thing. I think Venmo is is in PayPal and those sorts of systems are what uh, Facebook is competing with. I don't think it could hold a torch to the value proposition that uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin has. Okay. Um, I think even though Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Ufi Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. 
And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months, but don't worry when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recordings. They're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy video lock is 24 seven. So you don't have to worry about any issues you have and it comes with an 18 month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one with the three-in-one. You don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. They're having the $10 million per validator thing. It's just like so odd. It's like, like, it's kind of like an EOS thing where it's like everybody is a block producer and then, but you get voted in. But for the Facebook coin, uh, it's saying, hey, you have to pay $10 million in order to be a validator on the network. Well, and so I'm, I just want to understand. It's like, like, it's, like, it's, like it's a delegated proof of stake. It's like, it's like a dash. You know, you need a thousand dash to be a, a, run a masternode. Right. I mean, that's a shit ton of money. Yeah, it's a shit ton of money. And I, I, I'm just curious, like, what if it's, are they getting, is there an inflation? Like, I don't know the. I guess we're going to have to see the white paper. But yeah, what, what, da, what, what dash is, is, is ethos behind that is not only do you have to have the amount to, they're looking at it as more of like a infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Is it if you have this amount and you have X infrastructure, that means you can responsibly operate the network. Absolutely. So there, I, I'm going to assume that Facebook is looking at this as like you need 10 million dollars, not because we need 10 million dollars, but you. We have the confidence that you can. Uh, <laughs> you maintain, need ten million bucks. <laughs> that, that, that you have the equipment needed right. to maintain this globalized network that you know can uh, you know facilitate the payments that are needed using our blockchain and our stablecoin. I think that Facebook's coin is going to be an abomination and is very dangerous to the crypto industry. There's no actual use or utility that doesn't already exist in perfect well, form. I disagree. Venmo, PayPal, one hundred percent. So I mean, this stinks of you know it. It's what's going to deliver mass adoption 
to the rest of America in terms of crypto. If you haven't heard of it yet, you're going to hear about it with Facebook coin. And when they take all your money or you lose it somehow, it's just going to give a bad taste. And I think because they couldn't stop Bitcoin, this is their way of trying to turn off the rest of the public from crypto. All of our comments are so speculative right now, but what yeah. I, I'm going to speculate that Facebook has its own internal operational problems when it comes to currency and, and, and right. buying ads and stuff like that. Yeah, I think between the, you're a very multinational company, they have right? Two, they could have a unit two of billion account, users. Exactly. I mean, how are you going to do that across borders of different countries or what have you? I mean, you can't just say, oh, we're, we're going to onboard with the yen and they're going to pay for ads in the United States and the dollar and we're going to have some kind of accounting backwards. Everybody just buy this fucking coin and transact how you want. And when you want to yeah. cash out, cash out in your own currency. Yeah, like yeah, like the in-app payments and stuff, but maybe even like the, any cryptocurrency that's really trying to focus on you know streamlined cross-border payments and stuff. Maybe like a, a ripple or, of sorts, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of where I see it. We can talk about this all day, but now I want to get back into the average consumer. This this podcast has been based on the average consumer's guide to cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. focusing at the mom, the pop, the truck driver, the waitress, the waiter, or whoever, the plumber, all the people that are you know making the average salary, thinking about the average person's. Uh, ideas, you know. I want to save for college for my kids. I want. I have. I have my own student loans. I have to pay off my mortgage, and I still want to know about the new emerging economy. Maybe make some investments because this is a, a big on ramp for the average consumer to make investments that they never had the opportunity to before. How is all these things, and what, how are you going to run the podcast to be still considering the average consumer, or are you? I still think like the average consumer. So I see all these coins out there, and I don't want to have to keep track of thousands of them. I don't want to have to keep track of hundreds of them. Not even a dozen. I have a dollar right now that pays for everything I need. If I can replace that with Bitcoin and pay with Bitcoin everywhere I go, cool, I'm happy with that. But once I start to have to carry around Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple, Facebook coin, Metrobus coin, all these things, you know, (laughs) now I need a specific currency just to use a public toilet, you know, I'm frustrated and I don't want to use crypto anymore. I'm going to go back to the US dollar as crappy as it is. So something has to be figured out about that to make it easier to manage, whether it's atomic swaps or a much better wallet or something, you know, a payment processor. I can just use PundiX everywhere in the world. I don't really, you know, follow that project that closely, but I know they have a terminal. And if I can pay for everything in that terminal, I'm cool. I don't even care. That's where I come from right now. So back to the original question, though, the average consumer, what does that have to do with the average consumer? I feel like it's a very overwhelming space to be in. People want to invest in the future, but they don't know where their money is going to be safe in even two years from now, let alone 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the research that I do on a day-to-day basis is finding safe stores of value aside from Bitcoin, which are very, very few. I look for integration into places that I actually go Mm -hmm. so I can use the crypto I've saved. You know, there's no point in having a bunch of magic cards that are worth a lot of money if I can't buy food with them. Right. So uh, that's what a lot of cryptocurrencies are. It's this cool, collectible thing, but unless you can use it, it doesn't have the value it says it does. Got it. What about you, Mr. Bryce Paul? Yeah, so I think really, like, we're going to be bringing on lots of different projects that are super legit, and we're going to have lots of educational discussions. And so it's going to be a kind of a safe space for people to come in. We're going to do, we're, like, something that I want to uh, implement going forward, we're going to do AMAs, lots of AMAs. So we want to interact with our audience more. Mm-hmm. We want to give them a voice. We want to have live chats and live streams where you guys can come in and voice your questions. So it's, it's going to be more of an interactive platform uh, going forward. And so, yeah, so it's, it's going to be continuing just to educate uh, the people, right? Crypto 101, uh, Average Consumer's Guide to Cryptocurrency. Um, that's, that's not changing. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot about just from different perspectives. We need to address the, the global macro perspective, right? Like what's going on with interest rates and what's going on with different uh, political things. Uh, because we want our audience to be extremely just educated on several different fronts because money 
or cryptocurrency is inextricable from the political sphere, right? It's inextricable from things that are going on in the environment. So we're not necessarily only going to talk about, oh, here's this new coin. Here's what you got to buy. Like, that's not what this is going to be. It's going to be a a place where you could come and you could learn about the world and how that is actually affecting cryptocurrencies at large and, and what that interplay really feels like. The listeners listening right now, trying to get to know you guys, they're they're curious. They're like, okay, so I know Matthew. I know Matthew for two years already. And there's this pizza guy and this Paul guy that (laughs) sounds a lot like Aaron Paul. Are you guys related? No, no. Aaron is not my brother. uh, (laughs) And neither is Aaron Paul, a.k.a. Jesse Pinkman from my favorite show in the world, Breaking Bad. Uh, I am my own lineage. (laughs) First of my name. (laughs) First of your name. House of Paul. Uh, But... So when, when they're trying to get to know you guys, when they're trying to understand like where you guys are coming from, you, I know we just t- talked a lot about you know Facebook coin, a lot of, about like what you guys think about the crypto space. But what are you gonna do to help them? How are you, how, why why are they gonna listen to you? What is their why to keep tuning into this show and keep using you guys for their resource? We're gonna offer diverse perspectives. You know, we don't discriminate against any one perspective. Um, we're not biased, right? is, you know, high energy, turbocharged, lots of opinions, lots of emotion. And this stuff is changing the world. So why am I going to want one side of the opinion, right? This is going to be freaking action packed. So I always ask to wrap things up. If this was the first podcast, a new person coming in the space was listening to, this could be literally somebody's first step into crypto. Mr. Pizza Mind, what would you want them to know? I want them to know that it's okay to be nervous and anxious and afraid. And confused because we all were. (laughs) We all were, but don't give up and just take some time to walk your way through it. Don't invest more than you can lose and just take your a little step forward and just keep listening to our podcast and we're going to give you as much information as we can. Mr. Bryce Paul? You know, that's super good advice. Uh, I I absolutely second that. I'm just giving him a little jibe here. But my, my thing is actually what I tell everybody is the importance of private keys. Okay. I, I can't drill this home hard enough is that your private keys in your 12 or 24 word mnemonic phrase is the most important thing to you as a holder of cryptocurrency. These things can never be stored online. They could never be stored, you know, on your Evernote or in your iCloud. Something that I really don't like, this is kind of a little tangent, but what Coinbase uh, wallet is doing is they're saying, oh, you could store your private keys in the iCloud now. And I'm like, that just reeks to me. Like you need to, when you get your mnemonic, you write it down on a piece of paper and you put it somewhere that only you know. So you don't want to be exporting your private keys. You don't want to be plugging these things into websites. I've time and time again, I know people who've gotten SIM swapped and who have uh, stored their private keys and their secret codes to their two-factor authentication in their their iCloud and their their uh, Apple gets compromised and then boom they lose all their crypto and that that just shouldn't happen. The other one is like when exchanges go down and you don't actually own the private keys. Like perfect example, the other day it was 1 p.m. Pacific time. I'm at lunch with my buddy and, Bi- and, and went Binance down. goes down right. and I'm like. That, that, that's not ideal for everybody who's participating in that ecosystem, right? And so, and, and you know, nobody was really, you know, again, it was 4 a.m. in Asia. So right. Everybody was asleep and there was just a disk failure and everything rebooted fine and nobody lost their money. But I could imagine for people who had money on Binance at that time, right. they were probably freaking out saying, oh, they just, ha- they got hacked. They, yep. they, they, you know, absconded with the funds. So again, you got to control your private keys. You never share these with anyone and that, that's really what I would want people to know. The first, like, Just take it with such seriousness. Well, I feel that the listeners of Crypto 101 are in good hands. Gents, 
I want to say thank you very much for coming on and doing this intro, letting everybody know a little bit about Pizza and Bryce Paul over the next months, years, weeks, decades, maybe. They're going to get to know you guys really well, and you're going to be in their home like I was. And I want to say, well, good luck to you, and thank you very much for coming and introducing yourself. Yeah, Matt, we, we want to thank you uh, for passing the baton. We, we couldn't be more proud of what you've built uh, and for continuing the legacy. It's really going to be... Um, just very special for us. And we're, we're excited to engage with the, uh, all the audience and keep the energy up. So it's going to be good stuff. Yeah, I really want to say thank you for passing the torch to us and entrusting your baby and your audience to us. So we won't let you down. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Crypto 101. I hope you received the new host, Bryce and Pizza Mind, the same way I was received. And I hope that you give them honest feedback so they make a great show in the crypto space. Making a great show in the crypto space is not just for them, but it's for all of us. It's for the blockchain digital asset space. It's to make sure people have a safe space that they can find the information that they're looking for to onboard them into blockchain, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and digital assets. So if you need anything, hit them up on the Crypto 101 Facebook community, at the Twitter, at Crypto101Pod, and you can always find me at MatthewAaron101 on Twitter. It's been a blast. I had a lot of fun. And good luck to the new hosts of Crypto 101. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.